This is For the Sake of, a podcast by the Society of the Sacred Heart in the United States and Canada. It's about faith, life, and what it all means. I'm your host, Sister Kim King. What you are about to hear is part one of two special episodes of the podcast recorded during the COVID-19 pandemic. This first episode was recorded on April 9th, 2020, and reflects the realities we were settling into and living at that time. It is our hope that you, our listeners, find resonance, kindred spirit, hope, and consolation with these special episodes. This week's episode is a special one that the production team wanted to record and share with you, our listeners. The weight of what is happening in our world right now is a lot to hold. The other day I wrote, over my adult life, I've done more than a couple of seriously intense things I could never have known I'd end up doing. One or two of them worthy of at least a dedicated novella, But living in the midst of a pandemic still feels a little bit out there. We are each exercising or expressing our humanity in this new context, distancing ourselves physically from friends and loved ones, wearing masks, waiting outside grocery stores until a certain number of people leave, and only then are we allowed to enter. And how we are living our humanity within this new context. This is what the production team for this podcast was talking about together. What is the truth we are each walking with these days? The truth we see newly illuminated the feelings that are highlighted, different facets of being human within this new context. That's what we'd like to share with you on this episode. The other day, I left our house here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, in Canada, and I went on a walk around the public gardens across the street. We're no longer allowed to go in, and so I was walking the sidewalk around the public gardens. And I found myself praying as I was walking, Please, God, I am ordinarily not the most coordinated of souls, but I really need your help to keep me on the beam. I just want to stay on that balance beam, and I need your help. And I started thinking about what it is that helps me stay on the beam, things that are part of my truth for these days. And I thought about three things. Simple joy, simple ritual, and simple love. Simple joy, things that have taken on uh, a new importance or... um, a new clarity and giftedness these days of staying inside 
One of them is simply opening a window, being able to open a window and know that the room where I am will fill with clean air. Coffee. I love coffee. And one of my favorite joys is the first sip of the first cup in the morning and taking the time to feel it bloom inside of me. Being able to turn on a tap and have clean running water, something I would ordinarily take for granted, has taken on new significance these days. And then simple ritual. We aren't gathering for church these days in the typical setting for church. But God is not absent, and we are not without ritual. It just looks like different things. I find uh, the ritual of cooking helpful, and I find myself turning toward things I can make without really having to follow a recipe. The ritual my body already knows for chopping, slicing, combining, producing, creating, and sharing out of that ritual with my community. The ritual of making my bed. It's something I do every day anyway, but the sheets are a little tighter. The blankets are a little bit smoother. And writing. Writing is always a ritual for me, but I have been more attentive these days to beginning with the time that I am writing, usually early in the morning, to begin by describing the context where I am, because somehow it feels important to mark these days in a very particular way. And then simple love. Sometimes that means allowing everybody their own space to live their truth how they need to live it at that moment in time. And fortunately, uh, the house where I am in community has that kind of psychic space available, which is a very good thing. Simple love, reaching out to people I know that are uh, not able to go out and get what they need, be that a prescription filled or groceries, or when I know I'm going out grocery shopping for the community to place a couple of calls, do you need anything? And the simple act of love that is receiving from others as well. Getting the calls that from people that I hadn't heard from in a, quite a while that just decided it was time to reach out and see how I was doing. Messages from former students. And receiving all of that uh, with just a, an immense sense of gratitude. And receiving also... The awareness that what has been lived up until now is what helps me in the current moment. Things that had been difficult, situations that I have passed through to arrive where I am, all serve to help ground me and serve me, or as reminders for what I might not want to do in this 
time and in these circumstances. That's some of the truth uh, for how I am making my way these days. Our desire for this episode is to have an honest conversation about these truths that we are walking with in this time of global pandemic. And there are three other members of the production team for For the Sake Of. And each of them will take a moment uh, to speak to their own truth and how we are living our humanity together in this time and in our unique places. Eliza Lynn, Aaron Everson, and Colleen Dully will be sharing. Eliza, I wonder if you could introduce yourself and share with us some of the truth that you are living these days. Thank you so much, Kim. I'm so glad to join you and join all of us in this. I live in St. Louis and I work for the provincial office of the Society of the Sacred Heart. I'm the mission advancement manager, and I'm also a singer-songwriter. And so I was asked to compose the music for our podcast, which was my joy and delight. And so that song uh, that is our intro is Help Us Show Your Love, which was a song I wrote for our office blessing after we had construction and we blessed our office. So every time I hear that song, I think about that. So the truth that I am living in today is that God is in charge and I am not. <laughs> I feel a real sense of, you know, a right sizeness in terms of I am a little human and mm. my creator is so big. Mm. Um, and the sense of interconnection with the creator of us all, you know, that we are in this time where we are being asked to stop and spend more time with ourselves. And it's spring and nature is on display. I just feel a sense of humility and grace and also <laughs> my own arrogance and um, needs and desires. And so these things are kind of like held in in contrast, if that makes sense. Hmm. The thing for me too, is that here I am with, with me and there is only one human right now that I can truly care for. And so I feel called to a deeper gentleness towards myself, um, deeper compassion and attentiveness. Um, I have a broken vertebra in my back. And so it's time for me to do all of my exercises that my chiropractor has given me <laughs> because that's the option for staying healthy during this time and using the tools I have. So what are the tools I have for maintaining calm, maintaining compassion? What are the tools I have for maintaining my health? Um, and then which tools can I use each day? One thing that I am needing to do on a daily basis is cry. Um, and I think the overwhelm of the grief of the world, it just overwhelms my little system. 
And for me to feel like a functional human, (laughs) I need to, I need to cry every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I can get sucked into the depth of the pain. And so I really have to be very careful about what news I take in to stay informed. But, um, but even if I am just feeling what's going on with me these days, I have to let the toxicity come out through tears. And, um, a lot of times what happens is I'm watching something funny and I'm bawling. (laughs) So it, it just is something I have to do to let, let it out every day. Um, and so that's one of the things that is helping me to be able to stay functional and, you know, to feel what is happening in our world and yet, um, not be, uh, overtaken by it. Thank you, uh, Eliza, for reminding us of the freedom to feel and to express those feelings, whatever they might be and whatever context they, they occur in. If that's crying during a funny moment or laughing during a sad one, the emotions the emotions are there. And thank you for reminding us of the freedom we have to feel them and express them. Thank you, Kim. Aaron Everson, also in St. Louis, could you please share with us something of your truth? Absolutely, Kim. Thanks. Um, as you said, I'm here in St. Louis also. I am the communications coordinator for the United States Canada province of the society and also the director of this dear podcast of ours. Um, My truth right now has kind of been in flux, um, but today as we're recording this podcast, I come feeling um, more grounded uh, Mm. during this time um, than I have necessarily in the last few weeks since this this started um, for most of us as far as staying home and social distancing. For me, um, I would say the last few weeks I was met with a lot of, a lot more stress, anxiety, Mm. fear. Sure, sure. (laughs) Um, To a degree. First off, I think it's holding this balance of, okay, there's this newness to this. um, And like I said, this fear, anxiety around the unknown of this virus. um, But also really holding this thankfulness at that same time of I am working from home. That's a new reality, but I'm still working. And um, I have the comfort of having a job and having income during this time, um, which I know is not the reality for all Mm. people. Um, And with that, I found myself working in my one bedroom apartment, you know, close to where I eat and sleep. And then sitting at my kitchen table, my whatever, it's not an actual kitchen, but, um, and (laughs) kind of everything table. (laughs) Yes. And, and molding these realities and kind of the, um, 
how that affects my mental space. And Mm. it took me a few weeks to really get in a rhythm. Um, Like it really wasn't until last week that I felt comfortable, motivated, kind of um, energized um, in what I was doing and holding that space all together. So um, I come this week really feeling uh, more in a groove um, with my workspace and my living space. And with that, um, another part of my reality is um, my partner, Carly, is a nurse here in St. Louis. And um, I think part of that initial uh, few weeks of just holding this all together was thinking about her safety and thinking about um, what what we're going to do as a couple when she is exposed to positive patients. And I think part of this lighter feeling I come into this week was, you know, we were stressing a lot about what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And a lot of unknown. But at one point, you know, we took a step back and, you know, my logical brain was like, well, maybe we should isolate and and not, you know, expose myself or anyone else further from this. I mean, specifically myself. Um, mm-hmm. But when I took that step back, I realized, you know, I don't really want that. And Carly expressed she didn't really want that. And I think coming to that conclusion that we don't have to do this alone. Yes, mm-hmm. there are practical measures to take. And we're doing that. Um, But I think when we came to that decision, that kind of took a weight off my shoulders because I think that just added to the stress of like, oh gosh, like I, I don't know if I'll have like, you know, an emotional support system here, or I can't be there for her um, being a nurse in the thick of all this. And um, uh, I feel blessed that we have the company of each other during this time. Um, again, another thing that I'm just thankful for. Um, but I think, yeah, just holding that with, with these, uh, first few weeks of this pandemic was just a little bit anxiety inducing, but coming to that conclusion has helped, I think just relax my spirit and, um, feel more at peace and present to this moment and knowing that we're, we're moving forward into this somewhat unknown, uh, together and, um, just doing our best day by day. So, Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm sitting here and, um, just trying to find the joys in, in the present moment. And in particular, taking the time to check in with friends and family, um, but also leaving room for, for fun and Mm -hmm. laughter. This past weekend, my friend had her birthday and, you know, we were a little bummed. We couldn't all get together and really celebrate her. Um, but we took, we took the opportunity to get on this, uh, new app or I don't think it's new, but it's called house party and it's just a video chat, but you can play games on it. And we, we did that for a couple hours, a a group of us, and I hadn't done anything like that during this time. And I found in doing that in sharing in such like deep laughter with friends and not focusing so much you know, we checked in with each other real quick, but then just moved into that space. And so I found that like 
a room of play wherever you are, mm. whether it's virtually or if you have the benefit of, you know, sharing a space with someone else um, or your family. It's I think that's really important during this time is, is to room, uh, leave room for that because mm. it really does ground us in a very simple, I think, emotional state that whether you're a kid or an adult, we can all we can all share in. So, yeah, I think that that's that's what I'll leave with you is uh, leave room for laughter. Thank you. Thank you for highlighting the laughter, but also for highlighting the importance of heart in all of this and attending to what fills our heart these days. So thank you very much, Erin. You're welcome. Thanks for giving me the space to share. And now Colleen Dully, the fourth member of the team behind the podcast, For the Sake of. Hey, Kim. Thanks for inviting me to join um, just by way of introduction. So I am an alum of the Academy of Sacred Heart in St. Charles, and now I am up in New York City, in the Bronx more specifically. Um, And my situation is, uh, so I I usually live with a roommate, but her classes, uh, her university classes were canceled for the rest of the semester. They're being moved online, and so she moved back home. And so I'm finding myself um, alone in these days um, Mm. most of the time, which is a little odd for me since I'm quite extroverted. Um, but but what you said at the beginning of the show about simple ritual really spoke to me and spoke to what I've been experiencing in these days. Um, like Aaron, you know, I I had a few weeks at the beginning of this social distancing where um, I had a hard time creating a a ritual for myself. And what I came to realize is that like so much of the the circumstances of daily life really kind of structure my life for me. And so I often don't mm. have to do it for myself. You know, I, I work a pretty busy job that takes up a lot of my energy. And so it's usually just roll out of bed, make some coffee, eat some breakfast and, and run for the train. <laughs> um, but, you know, finding myself without that commute to do every day has left me kind of one with a lot more, I guess, time and like mental space. I hadn't realized how much brain power I was using, just making the calculations of how long it'll take to walk from my apartment to the train and thus which train I can catch. Um, But, you know, now that we're a few weeks in, I think the decisive turning point for me was I had this conversation with a Jesuit friend of mine. Um, I was I went to a Jesuit university and now I work with the Jesuits at America Magazine. And so this kind of Ignatian tradition, which so informed Sophie Vera, um, mm-hmm. is really kind of how I how I find myself framing things, whether I like it or not. <laughs> um, usually it's <laughs> beneficial. But, you know, I had this conversation with this Jesuit friend and he was we were talking about the spiritual exercises and he he told me um, he was like, you know, all of this is about learning how to exercise your will. But Mm. a problem that arises so often these days, especially, you know, I think I see it a lot in people of my generation is like, we're often so going with the flow or, you know, our lives often feel so uncertain that we 
find it difficult to actually will things to, you know, put our our willpower into doing something um, or to, to have some goal that we want, because oftentimes it just feels like it's not worth it to try, you know. And so I kind of was thinking about this and thinking about what my daily life looks like right now. And I noticed that my work had expanded to fit all of my waking hours. It was like without this commute, suddenly I was waking up, eating breakfast and then going straight into work and not stopping until literally two in the morning (laughs) until I could not stay awake anymore. And so I realized like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm alone here. The one person, like Eliza said, the one person that I have to take care of right now is myself. Mm. If my work is expanding to fit this time, it's because I'm not choosing, you know, to to exercise my will in that sense and to to choose to make my life look different than it than it currently is. And so that really helped me then pay attention to rituals um, mm. and the rituals of daily life that are so important to me. So like you know, I'm, I'm quite type A. I run my life through Google Calendar. So I, <laughs> I made a Google Calendar schedule and I was like, okay, you know what? I always say I want to pray every day. Now I have time to pray every day. And I put in my Google Calendar 30 minutes every day, every morning, 8.30 to 9. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's worked. I mean, most of the time it's worked. Yesterday I had to cover some breaking news and that was hard. Uh, so I didn't get to, but you know, I, yeah, I've really been putting a lot of value in those, those daily rituals and it's, it's made all the difference. I mean, yeah, maybe it's that as Catholics or just like people who love ritual or something, but yeah, carrying them into, to daily life and putting that same kind of importance on them has been really helpful to me in these days. Well, thank you. And thank you for exercising your will to speak. Uh, with us. You are welcome. <laughs> well, that is that is us. Eliza Lynn, Aaron Everson, and Colleen Dully, and me, Kim King, your host. And we're wondering about you, our listeners, and what the truth is for you at this time. And how you're living that and what you notice and how how your humanity has flourished or been challenged in these changing contexts. And we hold you in heart as we make our way together, never alone, into an unknown that lies ahead. For spiritual reflections and resources during this time of uncertainty, we invite you to visit rscj.org backslash COVID-19. You can subscribe to For the Sake Of on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For the Sake Of is a production of the Society of the Sacred Heart, United States, Canada Province, supported by the Formation to Mission Committee. It's produced and edited by Aaron Everson. Eliza Lynn is our associate producer. Colleen Dully is our production consultant. Music written and produced by Eliza Lynn at Sawhorse Studios with engineer Chris Turnbaugh and featuring Jake Alsbach, Ryan Calloway, and Mark Wallace. For more conversations on faith, life, and what it all means, visit rscj.org 
backslash for the sake of.